welcome to the Sports for Beginners podcast, where we discuss everything and anything in the world of sports media. This is the post-game show with your host, Scott McGregor, in the studio. Remember, fans, whenever or before they drop the puck, before they throw first pitch, before we tip off, and before, or before they kick off, we bring to you the post, the pre-game show, and then the post-game show follows right afterwards. Now, let's get to your host, Scott McGregor in the Sports for Beginners studio. We're back in studio. I am your host, Scott McGregor. It's been a while since we've talked about the Raptors. Um, and part of that, especially for the Penguins, is because I haven't been able to put episodes together. But that's okay. Uh, without any further ado, before we continue, let me just say the Raptors bounced back uh, from a loss. And they... And they show up in their matchup against the Heat and against the former Raptor, Kyle Lowry. They are now 9-7 and seven on the year. But before, and before we get to the highlights, which I know I normally let happen before, Let's talk about the basketball game. <clears throat> I am your fa- I am your host, Scott McGregor. And we're going to start the recap here by talking about the way this game played out before we go to highlights. First of all, obviously it was at Scotiabank Arena. And the Toronto Raptors are looking and the Toronto Raptors are looking to get off of the Schneid that um 
they went on in the past two games. And they do get off the side after defeating the the Pistons 115-111. to They now defeat the Miami Heat 112-104. to And now they're getting ready for the Atlanta Hawks. All right. So before we get down to it all, I know I said we were going to talk about the game, but let's hear the highlights here. Here we go. Opening tip controlled by the Toronto Raptors. Shot clock down to four, an aggressive Banton, and he's unable to come down with a rebound. Martin quickly, transition three, go figure. Kyle's done that a million times in this gym. The attributes that he had, he could just change the game literally in four possessions as the layup is good. Come down, transition with the layup. And he said, all of a sudden, you looked around as Scotty Barnes is off to a great start, which is great to see. That way he can just go yeah, over top. He's the yeah. size. Yep. But he'll learn that. Jovic with the three, and it's good. Your best player isn't there, but Raptor is able to hover around 500 as of now. Here's OG with a power move, and he's been key for both of these coaches from each other. Eric Spolstra speaking about. All right, we have an ad or two that's going to run in here, so we're going to talk about the game. While we have a moment. <clears throat> and the Raptors come out firing, but the Heat end up leading 31-27 after the first quarter. Somehow things change a little bit in the second quarter. But 29 points for the Heat. 27 again for the Raptors. The Raptors shoot it, the ball, 51.2% from the field. Yes, 51.2% from the field. Meanwhile, the Heat were 54, 55 of 54 of 5.5% shooting. Alright, we're going to get back to it in just a little bit. But uh, let's get back to the show. So here it is. So here are the guys that called the game. Speaking about 7 point lead for the Heat here early. Here's Banton with a 3 and it's good from Rexdale. Your idols become your rivals. Let's go. Oh, Scotty B. And then Martin connects. Three-game win streak. It comprises of two games against Charlotte at home. Then that one against Phoenix. Christian Coloco. I'm loving Gabe Benson's game. How he's maturing. Now he's growing. Reminds me a lot of the Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry scenario. Scotty B. Asking Devin for a screen. Wants to switch. Gets it. Gets to his spot. Van Fleet attack. Ball 
fake strip. Barnes has to put up the shot. Yes! I like this matchup. You better bring a couple. They do, and then the cut. And Boucher on the glass. Great read by Hernan Gomez. Down right, put back. Disrupting things defensively. Situations. Yes. That's just having a good feel for the game. Deadman. And count it. Plus the foul. About everybody is trying to figure out now in the NBA how to guard the three because there's just so many actions that lead up to the extra pass in D and development. And the throwdown. Well, Max Drews down there. Well, two of the last three. Banton. Out on the run. Hernan Gomez with the steal. OG. Raptors come away with it. Lawrence out of the break. Red in the corner. Banton. No. Birch. Offensive rebound. They'll swing. Has Lowry on him. He's going to muscle his way in. Spin. And the shot is catch by Steve Vincent. I thought that was out of bounds. Here's Struis. A little bit of breathing room. Lowry with seven on the clock. Stepped into the three, and he drills it. Right there, Matt. And Barnes clears it to OG. Ananobi attacks. And Ananobi. And, you know, I say working on his game, but there's a time to see Kyle Lowry fighting, getting a steal. And a Martin with the throwdown and an eight-point lead. Heck of a fan base. Well, back in the day. Oh, I used to hate playing there, Matt. Cowbell. And Bleach got no. Yes! The defense picking up. Loose ball gathered. Here's Martin with a three. That's good. He'll find Young. Oh, what a pass! The three doesn't go Barnes. Back up top. going to the rim. He's a short roller. Here's off the same page. Butler in the corner. Kyle, three, got it. For agents using WordPress to build websites, that's like carving a chicken with a Alright, so I've let you hear, hear a little bit of this ad here. So while we await it to go down, let's continue to talk about the game here. 37.1% from three were the Heat. That's really good. 26.9% the Raptors. 77.3% from the from the line were the Raptors. 86.4 were the Heat. The Heat turned the ball over 23 times. Raptors only 14. Raptors had 14 rebounds. Heat had 23. And the Raptors had 23 assists to the Miami Heat, 19. We're going to do game balls in just a little bit after we hear from our head coaches. And then we'll hear from players later on. But I will do the, the player of the game here. Oh, hold on a second. We are back. So I'm just going to get this ready for us. And we are back to highlights. Hopefully we are good for the rest of the for the rest of the highlights. Three, got it. OG. 
The three doesn't go. Hernan Gomez makes his way to the table. Here's Scotty attacking. Gets in the paint. But that's for another day. Here's Van Vliet. Scotty B, the three, doesn't go. And Thaddeus Young on the offensive glass for the put back. Just using his wit and his heart. Barnes, offensive rebound. Great job getting to the glass. OJ for Sudbury. Raptors have to match it and exceed it. Here's Van Vliet. Gets to his spot. And we're tied at 70. 11-0 run. In the East. Here's OG. Ananobi. Ooh. Oh, how about that? And, and I'm old school. I'm going right back to OG. Little spin down action. You see it. Yeah. Another opportunity right here. Back. Gee, on the inside. But he can also use the contact to his advantage. 
has the size, so he can feel your body roll off of it or go through it. 13-10 for OG Butler. OG, I mean, this is a battle. G on the back down, double finds Scotty, finds Boucher, step back three. Two teams, the Heat and the Raptors. Vincent with the left high off the window. What a W tonight for the Toronto Raptors. Hard fought victory. Two excellent coaching staffs. Tremendous players on the court. Tremendous, tremendous players on the court. And the Raptors improved to 9-7 and seven with the win. Probably going 8-8 eight and eight if they lost to the Heat, but they take the W. And that's all she wrote. All right, so next up for them, as I mentioned, and we're going to mention it in our last segment, they go, they're getting ready to take on the Hawks. <clears throat> we already went over the game, so let's quickly hear from the head coaches. We'll start with the head coach of the Miami Heat in Sapo. And then we will hear from Nick Nurse. That will lead us to Juanco, Kieran Gomez, Coloco, Barnes, and Fred Van Fleet, as well as other players from the Heat side. But let's hear from the head coach first. We're going to start with the Heat. Yeah, I mean, I would say this is probably just a prototypical uh, Toronto Raptors game, right? Um, you know, it sped us up at times, forced us uh, into a lot of turnover, characteristic uh, turnover. The travel, you know, I don't know. <laughs> On any given night, you could call some of those, but not six or seven of them. Um, but that's that's neither here nor there. You know, they still would have sped us up into, what, 15, 16 turnovers. Uh, that got them out into, into the open court. They got some easy ones from that. And mm-hmm. obviously, uh, even after some of our, our good defensive possessions, um, you know, a, too many of those ended up second chance opportunities, um, you know, particularly after spending 18, 20 seconds of the clock, uh, and it was, it was turning either a, a put-back layup, a dunk, and one, or uh, something that led to a kick-out three. Um, you know, I thought we did enough good things outside of, of, of those two areas, uh, um, you know, to give yourself a better chance uh, to win the game, but uh, you have to credit them. They 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 played to their game, you know, more than we were able to do our game. Quick close on Wednesday. He's not starting him, and just thoughts on first. I was encouraged by his play. That's that's not easy. To do that. 
we felt putting with starters, uh, you know, give the best chance uh, to be able to complement that group. And he was terrific, you know, particularly in that, that first half. Uh, played with a lot of energy, gave us deep baskets, uh, the skill level, passing, all those things are, are good. Uh, he's just going to continue, uh, you know, to get a, a lot better. Um, you know, more experience, more time for development, all of that. But I, I was encouraged by him stepping in there and playing as well as he did on the team. For the way that Dominique does it, for so so only in, is that just lack of body? That's a matter of what it's going to get the next spot. It didn't matter. We were playing the game. They were out rebounding us. <laughs> Whatever lineup we had. That, that was a good lineup uh, going down the stretch. Uh, uh, being able to, to execute, have some space. Um, and then, you know, we're able to switch some things. Uh, we just were able to, to close it out. Yeah, you have to credit them. You know, they did force turnovers for sure. Uh, at key moments, you know, we were right there. We still were uh, at the end, but. You know, they push it to a double-digit lead, you know, from turnovers, offensive downs. Uh, but again, that's that's their identity. That's what they do. And uh, if you want to get a win, build, you have to overcome that. You really have to take care of the ball without being uh, passive. You know, so you have to be aggressive. You have to be assertive. Uh, but they close gaps uh, very quickly. Uh, you know, for the most part, I thought we were generating you know, some good looks. Even some of the, the ones that were traveling, I think they were led open shot um, at key moments. Um, but the second chance, you know, was, uh, you know, really, uh, really uh, tough for us to come. Yeah, there are a lot of good things outside of those two areas. Uh, you know, I thought we executed well. We got the ball where it needed to go. Um, we're getting quality shots, uh, but they do force turnovers, and they did web us into that game. And you know, even in the first half, we had some, you know, some double digit leads. They just start to reel you in. Second chance opportunities, turnovers. Before you know it, it's, it's a tie game. Uh, so you have to find a way to to overcome those things, and we weren't able to do that. Yeah, just to get uh, guys a, a few extra minutes in the first half, just so we're fresh for that second half. Uh, we'll continue that on, on this trip uh, as much as possible. These are extended circumstances for sure. You know, we have a lot of guys out, uh, so we're going to play guys big minutes. Um, that's where we are right now, and we'll get help help body back. All right, thank you. Feel like a missed opportunity, or was it balanced? They had a bunch of guys out. You guys got guys out, and just make that kind of wash and go after. Ah, uh, I mean, anytime you play a game, you want to win. Uh, I think we had a chance to win. I think we. All right, we're gonna hear from Djokovic in just a little bit. <clears throat> Or sorry, from Shri, from Shri in just a little bit, and then we'll hear from Djokovic and Vidson as well. 
But uh, I do want to get our coach. I do want to get the coach of the Toronto Raptors in on this thing. So we're gonna talk. We're gonna hear from Nick Nurse. I noticed that you guys heard a little bit of the players. But let's hear from Nick Nurse quickly what he had to say. And then in our next segment, we'll hear from the players that we have for the Miami Heat and the players for the Toronto Raptors. But let's hear from Nick Nurse. We switched. Um, we switched um, our coverages and our matchups, um, and then they took a timeout, and we switched to another, a third thing that we hadn't used yet, and that kind of kept that streak going. I think it was 13 straight stops, ties a record. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That got us going. Like we found we were searching for some way to stop, you know, get them stopped, and we found a couple things. He was an OG's offensive game. He was at the rim. He made some shots. Yep. He drove it. He kicked it. Like, what yep. there, yeah, there's, yeah, that is exactly right, what we were talking about, and that's, you know, just, again, getting in the situation. And, and uh, you know, we did, we did work on a few things pregame. You know, of, of addressing that late, late game a little bit with him, and and um, and it's always a little tricky because you don't know how they're going to match up, et cetera. So it was they were moving it around a little bit too. So we had to kind of keep adjusting to that. But now he just, you know, he he wanted the ball, he controlled it, he made moves, he made pass outs. You know, all all the stuff you got to do when you're when you're the go-to guy. You were talking before the game about wanting Scotty to get the rim more. He did it in the second half. In the first half, it looked like he was taking what the defense was giving him, knocked down a few jump shots. Did that sort of help him from a confidence standpoint early in the game? Yeah, I mean, I again, I just want him to, to, to be aggressive, and, and you're right. He he came out feeling really good about his, his jump shot, obviously, and they're, they're giving him space. Um, but you're right. I, I liked how he worked his way, you know, worked his way inside there a lot late too. Did some good cutting and found some, you know, some seams in the zone. You know, they were playing quite a bit of zone. He found some seams there at the basket. Yeah, he had good, good reads. Do you think having Fred back helped them as well? Just like those two are playing pretty well off of each other. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it helps. I mean, Fred obviously is uh, helping organize a lot out there. That certainly is a big part of what's going on in a game like this. You know, who's who's spacing where, who's setting, who's who's you know handling all that stuff, and it's and it's good because again, I think. With Scotty playing uh, a good portion of point guard while Fred is out, now we've got some more things we can do when Scotty handles and get Fred off the ball. And I thought Fred had a really good game. He called. He he found a couple sets on his own there where he got OG, you know, kind of kind of curling down the lane, and and, and he just kind of kept going to that. And and they had trouble until they went small, and then they were you know they were switching it, so he couldn't quite take advantage of that anymore. But those are great great reads and calls by him. Nick, how do you feel about those mid-range shots from Scotty? They're probably against your rule book from years ago when you were in the G League, but maybe, maybe you've changed a little bit since then? Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I want him to have some freedom to be aggressive, so I'm going to probably 
you know, go with that. I think I think it's it's um when he's feeling good like that and he's hit one or two, then you're gonna probably let him let him go on those, right? And I think if he doesn't hit them, he probably needs to, you know, attack the paint or do something else. But I'm okay. I'm glad he come out aggressive. You've had a few games like this this year where there's a huge opponent turnover number, but also a pretty good field goal percentage from the opponent. Is that a trade-off you're willing to live with? Obviously, you'd like to do both, but is that an acceptable trade-off? I mean, I, I think that's a little bit how we're going to play, right? I mean, I think you look at that and you say, oh, geez, 55%, and they make 13 threes to your seven. How do you win a game like that? Well, all you got to do is look at the total field goal attempts, right? And and that just is so many more possessions that you got. And, and that's just, again, a little bit of our style, I think. I assume there is – how much do you see as an area to grow when you are forcing those turnovers? Yeah, I mean, I think – I think that um, we are getting close at covering some of that stuff up. Right, I think we're just a half count or a full count late at getting back to blocking some of those shots at the rim. I think we had a game, maybe it was Chicago or something, when we were pretty much in rotation the whole night because of our scheme, and we just everybody was really quick and energetic and getting back there. You know, I think, I think if if I could see some improvement, it would be probably Christian and Chris getting their count sooner so they're not committing those little tap fouls. I think the shot bar, I think they should be getting some of those, and that would probably help the field goal percentage defense a little bit. After the Houston game, you talked about Koji's driving, and you said you loved how deep he was getting all the attempts, but, you know, he could do more to spring up and finish. It seemed like tonight that, that was almost prophetic. Yeah, yeah I, think he's, I think he's um, gone to more power and balance than he has been than skill. Right, I think he was doing a lot of Euro stepping and trying to avoid, you know, and I think he's just gone in there and gotten big and strong, and I think it's enabled him to to to, to get clearance. He's a really good two-foot jumper, you know, as we know, and I think it gives him a better chance to see out as well. And he made a huge play out, you know, to kind of seal the game. I think. Where on the Yeah, ankle. They said it wasn't too good, but I don't get an official report. <laughs> Coach, uh, sorry to ask him, uh, right. how came out again, yep. uh, but Pancho has been the, the best with a better black meals, uh, with a better black meals. Uh, what is your opinion about his performance, play, especially in that, in this? Yeah, that's, that's, um, you know, that, that doesn't surprise me. That's kind of his game. You know, I always... Well, it's a lot I talk about. You don't really have to have a great shooting night to have such an impactful performance, and he has a plus plus or minus of 17. Um, and what he what he's really good at, which we needed tonight, is he chases shooters. Like when they're flying around, he's he's chasing them, right? Got a little little trouble on the ball here and there, but the rest of his defense is good. He chases shooters. He knows the schemes. He blocks out. Um, you know, so I thought he was a key. He was in that stretch of all those stops, I believe. He was in for all 13 of those, so must have been doing something right. Coach, when uh, you guys brought in Thad last year, there was kind of some talk about how you wanted him to be here for a little bit, and, uh, you know, not just last year, and obviously he's stuck around. Um, what can you say about just his consistency and just how he's, uh, you know, been able to slot different parts of the lineup? Well, he's he's been huge, right? I mean, I think that, again, you've heard me talk about you know, you guys are asking me who's going to play, what's the rotations, and I said we're going to need everybody, 
Right, he didn't play much there for a while. He had a few DNPs, and, you know, I went to talk to him right after his first DNP and said, hey, listen, just it's going gonna, it's gonna to come around. He goes, I, you know, he was total pro. He said, I know it is. And, and I would just say that his engagement and what he looks like out there, he looks fresh and in shape and he's moving good and you know he's 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 doing a lot that he just looks like he belongs out there and he's a really effective player so that to me is the best part i think he looks like a fresh as a daisy out there which is good or look like the kyle you're familiar with out there it was tough he was trying to will him he was trying to will him to a win that's for sure he was tough man that's head coach Nick Nurse. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll do player of the game, top performer of the game. We will do more player reaction. We'll get player reaction from the Raptors and the Heat side, all the players that we have. And then I'll give you some status updates on what's coming up on the podcast. Unfortunately, we are not doing a pregame show for the Minnesota Wild and the Pittsburgh Penguins. However, tomorrow, following the game and our 13th episode of the show, we will be doing a post-game show followed at the end of this ho- at the end of this hockey game. It's the battle of the Wild and the Penguins. That is happening tonight. And we'll be recapping the show for you later tonight to get it ready for Friday after we record our 13th episode of the show. We will be right back to... We'll be right back to talk top performer of the game, player of the game. And game balls, plus more playoff, sorry, not playoff, but too early for that. Um, More player reactions are coming your way. For now, as we go to our first commercial break, I want to say, take us out, Jack. Right on, we'll be right back with the post-game show for the Raptors and the Heat, as the Raptors defeated the Heat 112-104 on a Wednesday night in November, when the snow has finally come. We'll be right back. Okay, people, take a break. It's just out for a half hour. Yes, we will take a break, and we'll be right back to the show with Scott McGregor. Post-game, pre-game, whatever you want to call it, we'll be right back. Are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out all over the map with me, Ali Musa where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. 
subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com. Hey, hockey fans, with the hockey season now officially underway, it's about time for all of that hockey content to return to its rightful place. And that's why this is our podcast specifically designed for hockey fans like you. So whether you're driving to work and need some help getting ready for your team before they drop the puck, or driving to the school to learn something new in life, makes on the ice and behind the benches a part of your daily routine on Tuesdays and join me as your host on the podcast as we dive deeper into all hockey conversations with experts who know the game, former hockey players, coaches, and of course, everyone's first enemy, the referees. So get ready for exclusive fantastic, entertaining, fun hockey content on this podcast, and join me, your host, Thomas McGregor, but co-host of the Sports for Beginners podcast, as we take this journey together on everything and anything in the hockey world. On the Ice and Behind the Benches is the neighboring podcast to a Sports for Beginners podcast that airs episodes every Thursdays, but for us, we air episodes every Tuesdays. And for more information, please visit the Facebook page of our neighboring podcast, the Sports for Beginners podcast Facebook page to be exact. I'm so excited to begin this journey with you, and I hope you hockey fans, old, new, fan or no fan are ready to join me on this journey as well that's on the ice and behind the benches with your host thomas mcgregor myself every tuesdays on all of your favorite podcasting platforms including spotify and if you want early access to early episodes of the podcast upload you can visit anchor.fm as soon as the episode has already been uploaded onto your favorite podcasting platform should there be any delays to its launch that's anchor.fm for early access on on the ice and behind the benches episodes before they hit your platform we are currently available on spotify and air episodes every tuesday We've got post-game reaction content now, but I am excited to join the, have you join me on this journey, so don't miss it. And remember, on this podcast, nobody gets icing. It's time to get back to the action with your host, Scott McGregor, in the studio. Welcome back to the Hoop Fest here. It is the Miami Heat and the Toronto Raptors post-game show. I am your host, Scott McGregor. Welcome back into the studio. 
This is our middle segment where we're going to talk game balls, top performers of the game, hear more post-game reaction, and we are going to do the player of the game. Let's start out with our top performers of the game. And on the and on the Miami Heat side, I'm going to give it to the former Raptor, Kyle Lowry, 19 points, one rebound, two assists, one steal, one block, 36 minutes played on the floor, six of nine from the field, four of seven from three, three of four from the field, no offensive rebounds, one defensive rebound, five fouls. So you were a little bit of a turnover machine there. Sorry, not a turnover machine, a foul machine, uh, Kyle Lowry. But that's okay. Uh, you had four turnovers in the game. For the Toronto Raptors, my top performer is OG Ananobi, 43 minutes, 32 points. 10 rebounds, 3 assists, no steals, 1 block, 13 of 18 from the field, 1 of one of 3 from 3, 5 of 6 from the line, 3 offensive rebounds, 7 defensive rebounds, only 2 fouls, 3 and 3 turnovers. Okay, okay. We'll get to our game balls and our player of the game in just a little bit, but let's hear now. A little bit more player reaction. And we're going to start from the Raptors side and hear from each player leading up to Nick Nurse, starting with Brad Van Fleet. Everyone who is the world is just this worst coach that you've had, right? Nobody's 
everybody goes through. There's, there's lows, there's good games, there's bad games. Way and gotta continue working. But nobody around here is worried about you know, you know, great of a player he's gonna be. There's not any young player on the trade line. Yeah, the sky's the limit. So in a couple of years, we'll see the the rest is up to him and work he puts in, push the game. He'll be just every day banter with him after dissect every possession, every play. And I didn't really even realize that was a narrative until I was sitting out in the game, watching the Detroit game. But yes, gotta get the move out to play better. We all know that. Trying to make a conclusion about the player, I think, is pretty ridiculous. You talked about you make life easier on Johnny than you are in the finals, right? Just about how much easier does he make it on you when he is with the time and energy that you brought tonight to kind of run? Yeah, you guys know I'm aggressive. I'm aggressive. I think that's the game. You got to play with fire and that passion. Whatever that is for your game, for him, just be a jump, push, push the pace, get his body downhill, make some plays for himself. Because when he does that, you have a better team. Not, again, everybody goes through different things to where it may not be there on a night to night basis. You got to find out that everybody has to come through it. 21 years old, I think. So um, he'll find his way, but uh, you to see him go on the rest of the no, it's the team. It's, it's the team for me. I don't There's nothing he could do that would frustrate me. It's him quick to rest. Uh, other than that, I mean, it's just still what he does. Obviously, it was three years ago. You know, see him still kicking, making an impact, and putting pressure on the defense. It's just it's good to see, you know, the great Keeps you working, keeps your mind. You gotta be in a just a right. Uh, live today, you and Kyle talking about this pretty much every day. Um, what are those conversations like these days? Because last year, a lot of it was kind of figuring out what the roster was going to be. What are you guys talking about on a regular basis these days? Really, your business. Thank you. games with them. Um, my Kyle's now really a Heat fan. Yeah, just everything and through this transition he's you know, running the show now, being here and you know and he's always there in my corner to help me in person. We just you know, I'm talking to my every day, every other day, like what you your best friends about. Uh, exactly. There you go. Everything. He's always jacked up. Really, you know, game maybe a handful of times I've ever seen him in seven years. So he was a uh, he was pretty into it, trying to figure it out. We were able to come. I think he accepted that it wasn't supposed to play after he's trying to get a call review. The refs don't let them trick on you for for a mistake. Like, 
does everything. He's one of those guys that you just could, if you try to teach those guys how to play, you just say what you say. Every possession, he tries to do everything the right way. He's a, you know, attention to detail and the way he executes the game. And he's physical down there, banging, getting rebounds. Um, he lays everything on the line for selfish. Um, just a great guy to have your team, especially with guys who can figure it out. He's been incredible for us for this week. And that they continue to lean on the young Okay, there he is. Give me a minute to get him all set up. Oh. Okay, we got an ad again. So let's get the ad out of here. And I will get you going here. For Suresh. Suresh. Trying to make sure I get the name right. I apologize in advance if I don't get it right. Okay. Let's. There we go. We want this guy. Again, we got an ad. All right. Well, we're trying our best here. We're trying our best to get the guy we want. 
I hate this. We're we're looking for this fan here. But get it on. There we go. <laughs> the rebound yeah, that's bad. Okay. We are going to hear next. From Nick Djokovic. But before we do, I promised you Scotty Barnes, and we're going to get to Scotty right now. Let me just put volume on here. And we're going to. Evaporate that. We get for as we get just set up for Kukovich, and we'll do Vince as well. First, let's do Scotty. I promised you Scotty, so here you go. Here is Scotty Barnes after the game. really try to start the game aggressive uh, but it, of course it feels really good when some shots start to fall uh, give you more energy more juice you know so I feel like that, that it's a great feeling to start the game making shots being able to get things going uh, I feel like it's been better it felt really good is this the type of thing where if you see one or two fall you'll Is I'm always keep trying to play harder, try to get it back at the next play. Just keep trying to stay aggressive, stay confident, keep trying to do what I work on. But like I work on my game a lot, so everybody always try to tell me to stay confident, be who I am on the floor, try to bring energy. Uh, shots not falling, try to find a different way to do things. But eventually today it was it was falling. Yeah, 
Tell you, when you're weighing that, kind of take, take a jumper or a drive, are you more so focused on your defender and how much space he's giving you, or are you more so looking at the second line of defense when you make that decision? I don't really know. Just playing the game. If I see somebody in the gap really heavy, I'm just making reads. If I see somebody drawing from the corner, I'm trying to find different things. Whatever defense, defense is giving me, Philly, what I'm trying to do, that's what I'm taking. Um, most of the time, I'm really trying to get to the rim, really be aggressive, start off there, and then try to get everything going from there. With Siakam out and also Fred out for some of these games, Trent, like, a lot more has been on your shoulders these past few games. Do you embrace that challenge of, of having to do more, especially offensively, or has it gotten frustrating at times to be asked to do so much? Um, I don't think it's been frustrating at all. Of course, I'm going to really embrace it, be who I am on the floor. feel like I can, of course, the ball's in my hand a little more when those score out, but just trying to take the game how it is, uh, trying to make the right reads, trying to really be aggressive every time I get it. Just trying to do the right things so I'm out there on the floor. Uh, I'm going to say I back down from it. I really embrace it. Scotty, I know you're a team offense guy. Something that Sass talked about the other day, too, is that confidence doesn't really waver. But how much does it help to have that like that or Fred or Pascal to sort of kind of help keep you balanced here <clears throat> during a bit of a shooting slump? Uh, I would say it's, I feel like it's a big thing. Um, I remember on the road, Pascal, Fred telling me they being aggressive, be grateful. Um, them boys giving me the confidence while I'm out there on the floor. I feel like that's a big thing. I feel like I really took that to heart. Them boys texting me they're at home uh, doing what they're trying to do to get better. They're at home telling me that. I feel like that's a big thing. Dad telling me to keep being aggressive, don't take things, all keep the pressure on your shoulders. I feel like that's a big thing. Everybody just giving me that confidence from the coaches to the players. Having that support staff around me, I feel like that's helpful. I know you've tweaked the ankle a few times over the last few weeks. Is that something that's been bothering you at all? Uh, no, not at all. Scotty, uh, like a lot of people on the outside look at things a little differently because it's your second year, so you, know, you had slumped last year. Don't make a big deal of it because everything was so new. Do you look at yourself a little differently? Like, do you, are your own expectations a little higher? And, um, you know, so if you go through a rough, rough patch, you handle it a little differently than you did a year ago? Mm. thing is taking on the challenge you can see that I'm in a bit of a shoe so I, I realize that I recognize that but just trying to stay confident you know, get through it keep trying to be aggressive trust your work trust your craft I feel like that's what's gonna really get me through it every single day uh don't try to really get down on myself just trying to just push through it what you work on is going it's gonna show like the work on is gonna show what are the main things you're learning with your reps at the point this year, say compared to last year, especially now with Pascal? I would say I'm still trying to, I'm still figuring things out. Say, recognizing throughout film, uh, I feel like we've been having some tough third quarters. Just recognizing when and where that that momentum changes, what I can do better in those situations. Uh, I feel like that's one of the key things I'm. you can see I'm still learning out there. Uh, just trying to find those pinpoints of what I can do differently, how I can get us into offensive set better, um, trying to make those right plays. 
Like, I'm still learning, and I'm, with the more reps I get, I'm just getting better. I feel like I'm making great reads while I'm out there on the floor. But like I said, I'm still getting better. All right. Going to Christian in just a second. But first, Nick Djokovic. Here we go, boy. You have the floor. After this ad. I'm going to make sure that I get to it as soon as that clock hits zero. Let's do it now. They dominated on the first They necessarily have the kind of either have up and they compete on the first. Yeah, especially their first. All right, there is, there is Nick Djokovic, we will get to Vince. We will get to Vincent, we will get to Christian Coloco. 
We will get to our final raptor after a quick, quick break. Now, we actually won't have no commercial break at this point because we're still working on the segment. But after this quick, quick break, or however long it is, we will continue hearing from the players. I will give you the game ball. We'll do player of the game. We just did the top performers of the day. Sorry, no, I'll give you the top performers. We did player of the game right off the bat of this thing. So when we come back, we will continue hearing from the Raptors and the Heat players as our middle segment continues. And then we will wrap it up with our look ahead to what's coming up for the Heat and the Raptors. This is the post-game show for the Heat and Raptors. Coming up, and reminder, if we are not able to get post-game shows out, or pre-game shows out, rather, before the tip or after tip, we will be getting those out to you prior to the next opponent, if we can get those out, barring any delays. All right, we'll take a break and come right back. All right, welcome back, Hoop fans, to Miami Heat versus Toronto Raptors post-game show. It is the post-game show. We have heard from Scotty Barnes. We have heard from Fred Van Fleet. We have heard from the coaches in Nick Nurse. We have heard from Coach Sapo of the Miami Heat. We heard from. Miami Heat, Nick Djokovic. We heard from Struss. We are going to hear from Vincent. We are going to hear from Kyle Lowry in a little bit. But let's start with Vince. As we get you ready to head on into our final, final segment. Okay, so. We don't have the volume on here, so let me get that set up for you. Just overcome a game where rebounding is. Okay, so that sets up start. Let's start it again. And here he is. How challenging is to overcome a game where rebounding is such a massive separation. They're getting some more opportunities, particularly uh, off the offensive. Yeah, I mean, it definitely felt like they were, you know, dominating the glass. But looking at the, the box score, it just looked like a misprint. Uh, but definitely a, a, a huge factor in the game. They had a number, way more shots than we did, and uh, ended up being a huge key for them. You back down from nothing. Ananobi was giving everybody business tonight. But what, what was the hardest thing about dealing with him? I mean, he was doing all mid-range work and uh, got to the line. Uh, I mean, I'd say his strength. I'd say his strength and uh, trying to get in front of him and take the hit. Uh, over and over and over again, whether we rewarded or not. But, um, you know, just trying to make things difficult and obviously getting the rebound after his shot is a big case for, for all their players. Turnover started stacking up on both sides. It ended up, I think, evening out. 
point standpoint, but when you're down so many guys and you're on the road, you don't want those piling up, do you? No, no. It, it didn't even really feel uh, like a whole bunch just because they weren't really live ball tournaments. You know, it was a lot of travels or, uh, you know, little things like that. So it was weird. It slowed the game down for some stretches. Uh, you know, I think it, it gave both teams some trouble. How nice was it to be a part of uh, Nick's debut uh, as a starter? I know you were out there with him at times, uh, particularly early. He really got off to a nice start. Yeah, it was great. It was great to see him get hot early. Uh, he looked real comfortable, I think, early on, which was, was great to see for him. Uh, we've seen he's a gamer. We've seen he can play. He's talented. Um, he sees the floor well. So um, it was great to see him get some time, take advantage of it, and, and grow. I think he grew today. Okay. Yeah. Gonna get to Kyle Lowry. Gonna get to Kyle Lowry in just a moment. He is our final heat that we will hear from. But before we get to him, barring the ad that is on right now, before we get to him, We are going to hear, we are going to hear from Christian Coloco. So, without further ado, here is Christian after the game. What did you make of the game so overall? So getting better. Um, Christian, what did you make of the game today? Your overall thoughts on the performance of the guys, you know, when he is a very tough yeah. player. Do you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we played a really good game. You know, we, I think we were down by like six and a half time. We came back, we kind of responded good. I think we had like a 22 0 run, so it really helped us. And we just, you know, we just played as a team and we got some stops and, you know, we, we got the win, so that's the most important. You had a few nice logs. Um, is that something that, like, kind of becoming a staple in your game? Do you like it when the coach, like, draws like that type of play for you? Is that, like, kind of, like, an easy one for you? I mean, I don't think it was really any play that was drawn. It was just, you know, we played pick and roll. You know, you, you, you Scotty, Freddie, Monica, I know they're going to find me, so I just got to set a good screen, and, you know, every time I'm open, I'm just expecting the ball, and I'm going to go get it. So every time that happens, I'm happy. <laughs> you had a really nice block on the perimeter today. Um, is that something that, like, you know, I guess coach has been continuously encouraging, like, his thoughts swinging at those. You know, he told media that that's something that he wants to focus on a lot as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's one of the reasons. I think that's one of the reasons to draft him, you know, because I, I'm somebody, I, I say I'm, so, um, I'm capable of switching on the perimeter. So every time I switch on the guard, you know, uh, they're expecting me to do a pretty good job. And uh, that one, I think, was the end of the clock. So I knew he was going to shoot it. So I was kind of ready for him to go up and just block his shot. But I feel like I, I still got to get better on it when I switch on the guard. You know, just trying to make a good job and trying to either make him shoot it or make make him drive it and contest, uh, at the, uh, contest at the ring. But, you know, I'm still, I'm still working on it, so, you know, I see. What does it mean to see your teammate like OG just have such an incredible move? Man, OG has been really big for us all year. You know, he's been... The force on defense, the force on offense, you know, he just does everything. He just does everything. And when, he a, when he got a game like this, I feel like it's just a, a reward for all the hard work you be putting. So I think he's going to go to a big game like this, and we, I'm excited to see. Thanks. All right, one more Raptor to hear from in just a little bit. But before we get to that, let's hear from the former Raptor, 
in Kyle Lowry. So here he is. Uh, I haven't seen the stat sheet, but um, I don't know how many extra shots they have. Game right there. I'll be honest. Thank you. Um, you know, I think this, their overall aggressiveness in the second half with their offensive rebounds, um, 16 offensive rebounds, 26 second chance points. That's really the, the game. And 29 points off a of turnover. Or, sorry, 25 points off a of turnover. Crazy. But, you know, we, play, we played hard and played I guess the point of emphasis, and you know, it's been the point of emphasis for the officiating. I guess that's what they were looking at. Um, they're looking at the season, um, but it was a lot of them called, and I guess they weren't called because the referees called. So, you know, we gotta figure out how to keep our pivot feet, a pivot foot solid. No, we shouldn't. It shouldn't. Just gotta keep playing and working through it. Like, uh, it sucks when you get called for calls, but that goes against you and. You're always emotional, but you got to figure out how to work and play. You play really well. Started us off with a, a hot hand, and you know, it was just tough when, you know, they go at him, and he's the young guy, and, you know, he's going pick and rolls and coverages, and, you know, the Thaddeus Young, he's playing against a 16-year vet, just getting positioning on him. But he played extremely well, and like I've said it before, that kid has a, a high ceiling. No. <laughs> 
I love playing against him. He's one of the most competitive players I ever. From day one in training camp, picking up full court, picking me up full court, joining me to shoot before uh, training camp practices, and just learning. He's a guy that, like, his career, his path is going to be a story, and it's going to continue to be one of the greatest stories in NBA history um, because he's going to continue to get better. And, you know, for me to know him and to be a part of that, I hate playing against him, but I love playing against him at the same time. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. There is Kyle Lowry. That's one thing that we could take away. But before we get to taking away anything, we got one more player to hear from. So here is Juanacho Gomez. Sorry if I get the name wrong. And I promise you we're doing game balls. We're doing the play. We've done player of the game. Uh yeah, we done player of the game earlier off the off the dribble of the second segment. I do believe we have done. Uh, or, and we will do top performers. Those are coming up as we wrap up this segment. But let's hear from our final Raptor that we're gonna hear from today. All right, Wancho, so far you've been getting some solid minutes. Obviously, the injury list is long, but what's been your takeaways on the court so far? I mean, I'm just so happy to play. Uh, I just try to help the team as much as I can. Uh, try to um, do my job, do my role. Um, try to bring the energy. And I'm just happy we get the win. Uh, so on the next one, uh, long season, a lot of games. In and out, guys, uh, we got to keep it rolling. So you talked to me about just the importance of like your game in terms of like yeah you're gonna look for your shot but it's also important to find your teammates as well. Do you mind going into that and like your mentality on like you know your passing ability? Because Coach Nick Nurse also brought it up too. I mean some guys are gonna the shots are gonna be there. Some games uh, we gotta keep passing the ball. Um, I gotta read whatever the game it is. Uh, if I got if I see somebody open, I'm gonna pass the ball. If I feel like I can shoot, I will, I will shoot it. Um, just stay aggressive. Um, today was a different day. I mean, I didn't get any shot, but I tried my best on defense and tried to bring the energy. Uh, it's going to be games like that, and it's going to be games that you make uh, some shots. Uh, just keep it going. And then when you see your teammates like OG and Anobi just having a great game, both sides of the ball, how happy are you for him? A lot. I mean, um, he got to be our leader. If his skills is not on the game or he's not available, um, Freddie too, Scotty. I mean, we got a lot of guys kind of step up and get the win for us. But uh, we we gotta do it collectively. Uh, we a team, and that's really important. Uh, Todd make a great job today. Um, everybody who stepped on the court uh, got a big impact. All righty, there you have it. There are the Raptors. There are the coaches. There they are. The look, the look ahead is coming up in our final segment, our third and final segment. But in our, but as we wrap up our second segment here off that break we took, let's get down to the game balls. The game balls. As I mentioned off the top of the show, we did do player of the game, and I gave it to Kyle Lowry for the Heat. And I have given it to OG Ananobi. And OG, you actually deserve the game. Uh, you actually, like the guy, bef- the guy behind you, Scotty Barnes, he deserves, I believe, my game ball of the game. 
19 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 assist, uh, 1 steal, excuse me, 1 block, 19, uh, sorry, 9 of 14 from the field, did not go to the line, but you would 1 of, 1 of 2 from 3, 3 offensive rebounds, 3 defensive rebounds, no fouls, and 4 turnovers, and yet you played for 19 points with 42 minutes. For the Heat, I got to give my player, uh, my, no, not my player, sorry, my, my game ball is going to go to Nick Djokovic, to Nikola Djokovic. Uh, 20, 24 points, sorry, 24 minutes, excuse me, not points, 13 points. Three rebounds, one assist, one steal, no block, four of eight from the field. One of three from three. Four of four at the line, excellent at the line. One one offensive rebound, two defensive rebounds, a foul, and a and a two and two turnovers. Before we get to our top performers of the game, I want to mention that. You know what? Let's actually get to those guys. It will make us go right to our break here. So the first uh, top performer of the game, I'm going to go back to Kyle Lowry, giving him 36 minutes, 19 points, one, one rebound, two assists, one steal, one block, six of nine from the line, four of seven from three, three of four from the line. No, no offensive rebounds, one defensive rebound, four, five fouls, excuse me, four turnovers. And how about you give OG Ananobi your top performer of the game? 43, 43 minutes uh, combined to Kyle Lowry's 36. 43 minutes for OG, 32 points, nine, 10 rebounds, three assists. No steals, one block, 13 of 18, one of three from three, 13 of 18 from the field, five of six from the line, three offensive rebounds, seven defensive rebounds, two fouls, and three turnovers. All right, all right. So we've done player of the game. We've done top performer of the night. We've done top performer of the game. We did it. We did game balls. We heard from Kyle Lowry. We heard from Nikola Djokovic. We heard from players, including Fred. So with all of that in mind, it's time for us to get ready for our final segment. And so without any further ado, take us out, Jack. Right on. We'll be right back, everybody, after this word from our local sponsors at, that sponsor our podcast. Okay, people, take a break. Shut down for a half hour. Yes, we will take a break, and we'll be right back to the show with Scott McGregor. Post-game, pre-game, whatever you want to call it, we'll be right back. Are you looking for great sports content from media, fans, coaches, and players alike? Check out Sports for Beginners with me, 
Scott McGregor, every Friday wherever you get your podcast. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. So please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And please feel free to check us out on our Facebook page at https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash sports for beginners dash podcast to learn more about upcoming episodes and when they drop. And you can follow me on Twitter at ScottMcGregor3, that is ScottMcGregor3, on, and on Instagram at smc underscore 87 underscore. We will cover all things sports, including the NFL, MLB, NHL, NBA, OHL, and whatever sport you are into. You name it, we've got it. We may also talk a little bit outside of the sports world. So please, feel free to join us for the ride as our coverage of Sports for Beginners, the podcast continues. This is our first teaser episode. It's our first trailer of the show. And I am your host, Scott McGregor, and I am always glad to be joined by the host of All Over the Map, Ali Musa, and the host of the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast, Thomas McGregor, who is also my brother. So, please feel free to join us whenever you get a chance and make this part of your Friday routine. See you around. Are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out All Over the Map with me, Ali Musa, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit HTTP colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com Hey hockey fans, with the hockey season now officially underway, it's about time for all of that hockey content to return to its rightful place. And that's why this is our podcast specifically designed for hockey fans like you. So whether you're driving to work and need some help getting ready for your team before they drop the puck, or driving to the school to learn something new in life, Make On the Ice and Behind the Benches a part of your daily routine on Tuesdays and join me as your host on the podcast as we dive deeper into all hockey conversations with experts who know the game, former hockey players, coaches, and of course, everyone's worst enemy, the referees. So get ready for exclusive fantastic, entertaining, fun hockey content on this podcast and join me
your host, Thomas McGregor, but co-host of the Sports for Beginners podcast, as we take this journey together on everything and anything in the hockey world. On the ice and behind the benches is the neighboring podcast to a Sports for Beginners podcast that airs episodes every Thursdays, but for us, we air episodes every Tuesdays, and for more information, please visit the Facebook page of our neighboring podcast, the Sports for Beginners podcast Facebook page to be exact. I'm so excited to begin this journey with you, and I hope you hockey fans, old, new, fan or no fan, are ready to join me on this journey as well. That's on the ice and behind the benches with your host, Thomas McGregor, myself, every Tuesdays on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, including Spotify. And if you want early access to early episodes of the podcast upload, you can visit anchor.fm as soon as the episode has already been uploaded onto your favorite podcasting platform. Should there be any delays to its launch, that's anchor.fm for early access on On the Ice and Behind the Benches episodes before they hit your platform. We are currently available on Spotify and air episodes every Tuesday. We've got post and reaction content now, but I am excited to join have you join me on this journey so don't miss it and remember on this podcast nobody gets icing it's time to get back to the action with your host Scott McGregor in the studio Welcome back, everybody, to the Sports for Beginners podcast. It is time as we wrap up our Miami Heat and Toronto Raptors post-game show for the look ahead to what is coming up. As I previously mentioned, the Toronto Raptors will be playing the Atlanta Hawks, but that won't be until Saturday. November the 9th, note the start time, and it's on Sportsnet, note the start time, 6 p.m. Eastern, excuse me, on Sportsnet 1 in Atlanta. They will then play in Toronto against the Nets on the 23rd of November. Meanwhile, for the Heat, they play the Wizards tomorrow, November the ninth, November the eighteenth. You could see it on Sportsnet now. They play the Cavaliers on the Sunday. At seven. Both of those games are at seven. For the Raptors, it's a six o'clock start on Saturday, seven thirty seven thirty. Tip off in Toronto on the 23rd. All right. All right, everybody. That does it for this show. 
I am your host, Scott McGregor, and I am reminding you that until we talk Penguins or Toronto sorry, Toronto Raptors again, it is not goodbye. It is until next time. And stick around because on Friday, our weekly NFL wrap-up is coming up, including our weekly NFL, sorry, I said weekly NFL wrap-up. And our pick segment is coming. But we've also got some news to talk about in terms of the Blue Jays. We will talk about hockey. We will get a look at the NBA. And the big, big news that we will kick off the show with, just a little teaser here, is the undefeated Eagles are undefeated no more following a loss on Monday night last week in the NFL to the Washington Commanders in stunning fashion. That's going to do it for the post-game show. Check us out, episode 13, with the teaser I just provided. It all comes your way tomorrow, Friday, November the 18th, on Sports for Beginners, the podcast. We got a lot to get to. And Penns fans, even though we won't have a pregame and postgame show, sorry, pregame show for the Wild and the Penguins, we will have a postgame show for you right before the Winnipeg Jets and the Penguins drop the puck in Winnipeg. On Saturday, as part of a back-to-back ending with Chicago. Because then, Calgary is in town in Pittsburgh a little later. More on that to come in our post-game show between the Wild and the Penguins. For now, I'll send it over to Jack and our Space Jam outro music, followed by our outro message. Take us out, Jack! Right on there, Jack. As he said, Hello! We will be back with you after the Atlanta Hawks game between the Raptors and the Atlanta Hawks. But our next post-game show will be right after this game goes final between the Hawks and the Raptors. We will talk about the Brooklyn Nets. And the Toronto Raptors in our next post-game show. So stay tuned for that. We will have the wild post-game show following the game tonight. After the Penguins and the wild play. As it stands, a post-game show also coming up for the Winnipeg Jets. And we have a pre-game show as it stands right now. Updates after the Winnipeg game. uh, On if that's still the case. We have a pre-game show scheduled for... Just before they drop the puck in Chicago between the Blackhawks and the Penguins. Until then, as Jack said earlier, hello! We will be back with you to talk hoops following the final score of the Brooklyn Nets basketball game between the Raptors and the Nets. Until then, I am Scott McGregor and join us. Friday for our 
13th episode of our first season of the show, where we got some things to talk about. Blue Jays-wise, NFL-wise, we'll do our weekly wrap, our standouts, we'll do our NFL picks, we'll take a look at the NHL, take a look at the World Cup, that's coming in. What else is going on in the offseason for the ma- for the major leagues? Take a look at the NBA. And so much more. It's all coming up on our Friday edition of the show. It all comes your way tomorrow. So stay with us. Everybody get up. It's time to slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance. Do your dance at the Space Jam. All right. Thank you for tuning in to the post-game show on Sports for Beginners, the podcast. Before the puck drops, before they kick off, before hoops, we bring to you the pre-game show and the post-game show right afterwards. But thank you for tuning into this post-game show with your host, Scott McGregor. And speaking of whom, please visit the Facebook page of Sports for Beginners, the podcast, for news about upcoming episodes, including when they drop, and crossover episodes and where you can find those episodes as well. Thank you so much for joining us, and we, we will remind you that it is not goodbye, it is until next time. <laughs>